Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast, where anyone can submit a comedy sketch, and we have our friends read it. And we all have fun riffing on it and coming up with ideas and suggestions. Well, here to facilitate these fantastic comedic writers, I'm Harrison Merck. And I'm Amy D. In this week's episode, we learn a little about the flaws of our heroes. We go on a space adventure, almost. We sprinkle that in with a little toxic masculinity, and we finalize it all out with some gross comedy quagmire. This is Batman's Blunder, written by Amy D, and we will have Keith as Batman and Tyler Chick as Criminal. Let's get started. Exterior, dark alley, night. Criminal, male, dressed in all black, carrying a black bag of stolen diamonds, runs around a corner, looking behind him as if he's being chased, and he hides behind a dumpster. We zoom in to see that he is out of breath, looking around the edge of the dumpster. Suddenly, Batman comes up behind him and puts his arm, or puts him in a headlock. You thought you could get away from me, but you can't outrun the consequences of your bad decisions. Criminal tries to get away, but Batman grip around his neck tightens. You're just a petty thief. Days of terrorizing the people of Gotham are over. Uh, you're not a cop. You, you can't arrest me, Batman. You're just a washed-up has-been, wannabe tough guy. <laughs> Batman shakes Criminal around a bit, still in the headlock, but before he continues, he stands upright a bit more, and his eyes widen. Uh, the police will be here soon to take you downtown. What's your right bars where you belong? You have plenty of time to think about where your life went so wrong, and... Criminal's face scrunches up as his head turns back towards Batman. Oh, did you fart? What? No! You shut your mouth, Criminal! No, really, I think you just farted. Criminal gestures towards his own neck. I could smell it up here, like like it came out of your neck hole. Batman pushes Criminal away from him, and they face each other. Shut up! I didn't fart! Superheroes don't fart, they fight crime! No way, you definitely farted, and it definitely came out of your neck hole. Where else is it supposed to go? That suit's airtight. What? No. I mean, yes. The the bat suit is a triple weave Kevlar bodysuit with advanced flexible armor plating made from carbon composites and lightweight metal polymers. It's a highly advanced weapon system formed to my exact specifications. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there ain't nowhere for that nasty stank to go but out your damn neck hole. It didn't come out my neck hole! Both men stare at each other in silence. I mean, that's cool, bro. Everybody farts, man. That suit's still cool and all. Batman doesn't fart! The suit is perfect! Batman punches Criminal in the face, knocking him out, and he falls to the ground. Batman picks up the bag of diamonds Criminal dropped when he fell, and as Batman walks away, he suddenly stops. A squeaky little fart escapes, which sounds like air being slowly let out of a balloon. Batman tilts his head and, with a slight grimace, pulls at the neck of the Batsuit, letting the fart escape, and then he walks off into the darkness of night. Perfect. Super funny, Amy. Thanks. Amy, so fun. <sighs> I it's love fun Batman to be writing party. sketch. I know. So yeah, that was my inspiration. Was what happens when superheroes fart in those tight ass suits? Mm-hmm. You know, that smell has to go somewhere. And I think you really explored that yeah. in the, you know, a real way, like what would really happen. See, yeah, I did. I did a little research on Batman suits, so. 
That was all taken from a Wikipedia article about, yeah, about what Batman suits are really made out of. And Keith, you just, oh, you read that line perfectly with the speed and confidence that he would definitely deliver that line. So thank you. Amy, uh, you want to talk about the game or, you know, the writing process? Um, yeah, I really just started with the beginning and the end, and I did not um, really think too much about what was going to go in the middle, so that's why it's kind of short. Yeah, just taking the superhero down a peg and um, making him a real person who farts like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And it. just playing on that. I think my favorite part, too, was that, like, Batman pushes the criminal away, and they both just stand there. Like, the criminal doesn't <laughs> run away. He's just like, well, we got to figure this out. Where is this? Well, that smelled really bad, you know? Yeah, so I would take it. any, yeah, like, did you a burrito? I would like some information on what I could, what else I could put in there to kind of keep adding beats, you know, in the middle. I, um, you said... Whoever said like burritos was, I think, right on the nose. Like, get specific about what kind of fart it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell, like, generally what someone has eaten from the smell. At, I think it's also me. dope if like Batman doesn't want to be associated with a burrito. You know, like, <laughs> like just like the suit is a cool suit. I feel like Batman would be like, no, it's not burritos. It's uh. <laughs> Uh, protein shake, yeah. uh, lots of raw <laughs> beef protein. <laughs> yeah, or like maybe like it smells like a kale fart. Like Batman doesn't drink kale. Batman eats meat. You know, <laughs> not a creatine fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I also think there's like other like this person. I think you're dead on with this moment, right? Where like Batman lets the criminal go, and the criminal's like, no, 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 wait, we're gonna stay here and figure out this fart. <laughs> I also think the the criminal could also be like, wait a minute, where's the pee pee go? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do you pee in that thing? Yeah. Is this yeah? yeah is this like a full astronaut situation? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a diaper on, Batman? <laughs> All diaper on. <laughs> you getting diaper rash every night? <laughs> no wonder. You it changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I used a lot of powder. <laughs> Alfred doesn't change my diaper. Yeah. Calling for Alfred for, like, baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred powder thing. That's good. Batman, like, protecting the narrative of Batman is just so funny. Like, I'm not, I'm not a silly person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love specifics of, like, things Batman has done that he thinks are, like, who... Out riddled the riddler. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who? I'm a detective. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a hard boiled. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think I would do a little more research too. Like, I don't think you went to college, Batman. Who are you? You don't, you know, like we don't actually know what your credentials are. You just showed up in a suit in the back alley. That's exactly what happened. I just showed up one day in a suit in a back alley. Very nice. I do kind of like the idea of like. Uh, somehow through Batman defending himself, the criminal figures out he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, like, how yeah. many years, like, a decades long, nobody's figured this out in this one interaction based on a fart. <laughs> he it. Hey, wait, wait a minute. That spells just like Bruce Wayne farts. I'm his driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or I sat right behind him in high school. I know that fart smell any day. No, Bruce Wayne's <laughs> farts are more... Uh, they, they, they're definitely not as musty. Oh, so you did fart? <laughs> I live in a cave! <laughs> How'd you afford that expensive suit? You, you didn't even have a job. Did you inherit that money from your dead parents? No? Yes? No? Yeah. I've just proven that I'm just as good a detective as you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta, and that's take how Robin was born. I want to be the new yeah. Robin. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. going to go to the press. And then you have another a follow-up sketch with mm. Robin, this guy. This criminal this guy. is now Robin. <laughs> and he just is still tearing him down. <laughs> I also like the this idea is... of like criminals talking about like non-Batman experiences they've had with Batman. Where Batman farted or slipped or tripped or something. Yeah. <laughs> Like tripped on his cape. Yeah, something embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. One time he was eating a hot dog in the street and this mustard just went everywhere and it was all over. It was so funny. <laughs> Batman eating a hot dog on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Batman yep. gets hungry too. <laughs> Yellow's part of my uh, brand. It's not mustard. <laughs> uh, any other jokes or pitches, y'all? Dope. Super fun, Amy. Thanks, guys. Good lead. Like it came out of your neck hole. All right, next up is Space by Tyler Chick. Space. And we have... I don't know. It's going to be awesome. Uh, We have Keith playing Commander, Amy playing Kelly, Harrison will be Sanders, Drew is Klein, and John Thompson is Zhang. Zhang. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Fade in exterior outer space. Super Earth orbit 2088. A spaceship, sleek and advanced, orbits the planet. The camera moves at the same pace, creating the illusion that the Earth spins while the ship remains motionless. The front of the ship features a NASA logo and a large bay of tinted windows through which astronauts are seen on the bridge. Cut to interior bridge of spaceship. The room is laid out Star Trek style with a seat and community computer terminal in the center and four other stations arranged symmetrically around it. Five astronauts go about their business, performing their tasks and communicating updates. There's no gravity, so they're strapped in tightly. Their workspaces all have little personal touches. The commander, seated in the center, studies her monitor. She's maybe 40, all business with a short practical haircut. Sanders, the pilot, is a handsome nerd in his mid-30s. Kelly, a flight engineer, also mid-30s, has her unruly curly hair pulled back. Zhang, the payload commander, is precocious. She looks too young to be in her position, but is incredibly gifted. Klein looks like an average guy with bedhead. There's a magazine clipping next to his monitor with the headline, Local Man Wins Spaceflight Lottery, with his photo. He was reading a novelization of Interstellar, but now he's distracted. Final checks before we leave Earth's orbit. Life support is green across the board. Fusion drive operating at maximum efficiency. Excellent. As it stands, we'll be in position to leave orbit in 33 minutes. She unbuckles her straps. Radio me if anything changes. I promised Jackie I'd record another message before the mission began in earnest. She gracefully moves from her seat and pushes off toward the door in the back of the room, which opens automatically with a hiss. It closes behind her. A beat. Oh no. Oh jeez. 
Sanders laughs. Don't tell me you're getting cold feet now. Well, after your name was drawn from thousands of civilians, people would kill for this opportunity. No, I'm... I'm just a little worried about what the commander said. About her wife? Yeah. I didn't need to know that. Now I kind of care about her. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? They're super cute together. It's like the only thing that reminds us that she's a real person, not just some hard-ass career military. The rest of the crew laughed knowingly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I really have to ask you all. What kind of space movie do you think this is going to be? A B. Please explain. I said, what kind- Oh, we heard you. <laughs> space movie? You know this is all real, right? Fine signs. <sighs> of course I do. But stories always have truth in them. That's why we respond. And in space movies, something always goes wrong. And it's dramatic because at the beginning of the movie, they show us stuff like this. Like there's a family waiting at home for them. So I'm asking, is this an adventure or a comedy? Or is it one of those where no one makes it home alive? Dude. I'm sorry, do they not screen these people? Sanders unbuckles and pushes over to Klein's station. All right. Uh, look, bud, uh, we're all highly trained specialists here. We've been working for this our entire lives. My mom was an astronaut, and her dad Klein was... brings his hands to his temples in disbelief. What? Uh, hey, I was just... Uh... You have a family legacy? Why would you tell me that? Oh, Jesus. He struggles to unhook his seat buckle in a panic. The novel floats away. You really need to remain seated. Sanders struggles to keep him in the seat. Kelly touches her radio headpiece. Commander, we're having a minor issue on the bridge. Sanders puts his hands on Klein's shoulders. Look at me. He shakes Klein. Look at me. Klein snaps out of his panic, breathing hard, and meets Sanders' eye contact. I need you to listen to me. Are you listening? Klein hesitates, then nods. Real life is not like a movie. It's not like any kind of story. Kelly and Zhang watch the interaction in silence. Stories are never really like real life. Our memories aren't even like real life. We tell ourselves stories all day every day because they make us feel better. But if there's one thing I've learned about the universe after all the space missions I've flown, staring out into pitch black, it's that the universe doesn't know your story. And it doesn't care. He loosens his grip on Klein. So shut up and enjoy the ride. Sanders maneuvers back to his seat and straps in. Klein sits silently, processing. Cut to exterior, outer space. The Earth and ship are far away. The ship appears tiny. That, that was a pretty good monologue, though. <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> Oh, super fun, Tyler. Thanks. Uh, yeah, you you want to talk about the game? You want to talk about the writing process? Where you got the idea? Uh, like a lot of my sketches, it came from one line written in a notes app. <laughs> 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 so, I literally just had a note that said, 
a guy about to go on a space mission who asks, hey, what kind of space movie do you think this is going to be? <laughs> and, and I just built it from, built it around that from both directions, I guess. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I guess the game is just uh, someone who has too high an expectation of, like, real life working out like a like a story or a movie i dig it i think it unfolds uh super clearly along those lines one of my favorite lines of this whole thing is so i'm asking is this an adventure or a comedy uh like i love that delineation there like look it's a space movie it's got to be one of these things very solid um and i think like something i would love to see is uh, Klein giving examples of like, like the bathroom on this spaceship. Is it gonna break and put us all in peril, or is someone gonna goof it up? <laughs> uh, like when we first land, is someone gonna bounce really high and have a good time and play golf, or are we maybe not gonna make it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then maybe like give specific movies that are. You know, one's dramatic mm -hmm. and one's funny, or like whatever, space balls, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of feeling the same thing. Like, are we talking like Armageddon or Interstellar or, oh fuck, bro, we're not talking about Alien, are we? This ain't Alien, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, is this like that new Hillary Swank show on Apple TV? <laughs> There's like really one funny one that I can think of from like the late 90s where a guy wakes up and he's supposed to be asleep for the whole trip and then when the rest of the crew wakes up he's been awake the whole time and he like ate all their food and stuff <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of what it's called now your homework is to go find goofy movies about <laughs> space goofy yeah. space movies uh, yeah I, I think there are a bunch of like good space comedies out there even ones that don't mean to be like Passengers that's a funny movie uh, didn't mean to be. Um, I was thinking of Rocket Man. Harlan Williams was the guy. He was super, super popular for a while, but I haven't seen him. In yeah, a while. he played the butler in Scary Movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was he in Half Baked too? I think was mm -hmm. he one of the guys. But I do agree. Like more fleshing out with more examples, I, I think it's a really good idea. Thanks. I also, one of my favorite things about this Klein character is just like from the first line, uh, Klein's like, oh no, oh geez. Like there's this real sense of anxiety coming from Klein. Uh, and I would like, uh, I think Drew brought up Predator, right? Alien, but close enough. Alien, alien. Like if there's like this thing, right, where it's like, oh, oh, is it like alien? Oh, I'm getting sick to my stomach. Uh, like if there's, there's like real. If that, like, anxiety is, yeah, pushing sort of the, the physical drama forward. Yeah, I'd like to see Klein get, like, at least one or two notches more anxious or scared or angry before he's de-escalated. Just to, like, give it another little, like, mm. elevation, so to speak. Yeah, I was trying to think of, like, what would this mission be that they wanted to, like, raise support through having, like, a regular joe be on the mission but it seems like it's an actual like big mission not not just like a uh a news grab or something 
I was thinking it could be they do a lot of like um, refills or refills probably not the right <laughs> word, but um, supply drop offs to the International Space Station. So it could be something like okay, this is like not I don't know if it would be a big deal, but it would certainly be a big deal to Klein. And everything could be dramatic, but they could almost be like, we're taking this guy up as a favor to the publicist or whatever. But I don't know if you want to justify them, but because I, I think it's fine as is. Mm. But that's just kind of one reason I thought that they might do a, a trip. Yeah, I just thought maybe Sanders could be like, we're not going to see any aliens. No one has seen any aliens in real life. <laughs> like, this is... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a resupply mission to the moon. We've, we do this every We're going to the every three weeks. Yeah, uh, Tyler, you have this line uh, from Kelly, sort of. I think it's bottom of the second page. It's like the only thing that reminds us that she's a real person. Uh, I love that voice of like. It's like basically the screenwriter voice being like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is why we had this call. We're reminding the audience of uh, the personal stakes of these people." Um, I like what you were saying about uh, the mission being sort of like routine. Like we know there's not aliens and we know, uh, and I feel like there could even be like a chiding like, ugh, Jackie's got a, is got a real leash on commander. Uh, you got a call before this like very simple mission. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I was, I was definitely going back and forth because, like, part of me wanted it to be, like, a real, like, dangerous mission that this regular guy was somehow on. But maybe that maybe that would be hard to justify. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a new scared straight wanted... program. And that's true. They don't send you to jail no more. They send you to space. <laughs> Scared straight to the moon. Rehabilitating someone <laughs> by uh, changing their paradigm so drastically. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's an interesting frame, framing move. Okay. Maybe they could mention, like, well, the last the last guy we locked up, and um, he didn't reform, so we got to keep him out here. He, we got to teach him. That's what they pay us for. <laughs> he got out, and we still can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun, Tyler. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I didn't need to know that. Yeah, he's yeah. that show. Now I can kill about her. All right, next up is Another Woman Cologne, written by Drew. Voiceover by Amy. John Thompson plays the friend, and Tyler plays John. So the voiceover, female, over-the-top, sensual voice, like a cologne or perfume commercial john an average guy happy with terrible results and then friend just a friend of john before all of john's friends thought less of him as a man office noises hey john still sleeping with the same old wife of yours why yes she is my wife Oh, John, don't you realize that we all think less of you as a man for being faithful? <laughs> oh, man. All I've ever wanted from my fake friends at the office is to view me as a masculine guy with incredibly toxic male issues that stem from my insecurity. I tried everything else, like overspending on Secret Santa, treating my wife like a subhuman human in front of my friends, and having random angry outbursts that are clearly coming from repressed issues that I won't talk about. But I love my wife like the loser I am. 
What am I gonna do? Then John heard about another woman cologne. Hey John, still... Hey, you smell like cigarettes and fake lavender. Did you fuck some bimbo from a bar last night? I sure did. Hey guys, John finally had sex with a woman that isn't his wife. <laughs> Let's have a party now. And once he realizes his mistake and turns to alcohol to cope with his self-fulfilling prophecy, loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Thanks, another woman cologne. Now that my wife took the kids to her sister's, I have all the time in the world to be as problematic as I want while smelling like an alcohol-induced poor decision. Plus, I'll only have to see those little bastards on weekends and holidays now. Another woman cologne comes in three different scents to suit all of your needs, including it was a mistake I was drunk, whose underwear is this, and naive and fresh out of high school. Order now and get lipstick for your collar included. Another woman cologne. Forget buying a used sports car. Just get another woman cologne. Do you want to read the rest of them? Because they're really good. Yeah, Amy, let's do a read. Uh, okay. You did the voice perfectly. All right. <laughs> Alternate taglines. Here we go. Another woman cologne. I hope you like shitty apartments. Another woman cologne. Cheaper than a hooker. Another woman cologne, you won't be able to sue us and still afford child support. Another woman cologne, masculinity in a bottle. Another woman cologne, for the guys that ask people to start calling them by, by, by their middle name in high school. <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> Those are great, I love that variety of taglines. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I never made that connection, but I guess. <laughs> it tracks, it tracks. Yeah. Because I knew those people. Uh, dope. Uh, Drew, you want to talk about the writing process or the game? Yeah, I'll talk about the writing process. Um, cool. Well, the first thing is clearly everybody else formatted theirs for screen, and mine is for the stage. Oops, my bad. <laughs> no worries. Um, but this was an offhand joke that I made, I think, to my mom. I just made a joke about another woman cologne, and it was kind of funny. And I was like, you know what? I could turn that into something. So then I um, sat down and I tried to figure out, like, give it something to say. Because I really like mm -hmm. the, the tongue-in-cheek humor, um, especially in things like, like fake ads. So I was like, why would, really, why would somebody do this? And I was like, oh, you know, it should be about toxic masculinity. So that's really where it where it came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I hear it. I think that comes across. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think you definitely did a good job taking that, like, uh, this is like one of my favorite things to do with sketches, finding like a silly joke or just like a bit you're doing with a friend and turning it into a full sketch. Yeah, I really, I like the voiceover. I like the, the commercial parody aspect of this. Uh, one thing I would really love to see is sort of this like friend or this office friend, this like fake friend, mm -hmm. this, this person you wrote that is exemplifying the toxic masculinity mm -hmm. uh i would love to see them lose i'd love to see them like say why they value these things or what they're hoping to get out of like john turning to another woman cologne or being a guy like them mm -hmm. um because the this line hey guys john finally had sex with a woman that wasn't his wife let's have a party now 
and one when he realizes his mistake and turns to alcohol to cope with the self-fulfilling prophecy of loneliness. Uh, that, and then they, like, cheer. I think it'd be so fun for that person to say, like, why they feel the need to have a party and why they would celebrate somebody's turn to alcohol. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's this person gone through? Um, but other than that, I, like, I think this is so fun and such a clear and fun look at like um i think we see this this sort of thing in like movies a lot or even just like depictions of masculinity yeah and uh, it's kind of reads yeah. just like an axe body spray commercial mm-hmm. that's what i pictured you know like that's kind of what they're selling isn't it yeah yeah like i think he's mm-hmm. sad that he doesn't see his family because i think he really wants to be with his wife but then like the consequences of this cologne or more devastating, just to fit in with his male friends. You, know? mm-hmm. uh, you have this like dope line from the VO. Uh, then John heard about another woman's cologne. I feel like you could play that line to John from the voiceover. Yeah. Uh, I had the thought. Like, wait, have yeah, my, yeah. I I listened to some radio ads to kind of get the feel for them, and I would just I went one way, but. I had the thought too. Yeah, I mean, I think it works both ways. It, I I could just see it like a take where John like sort of turns to the voice that's coming from camera, being like, "Oh no, I haven't." <laughs> yeah, something that just hit me since since you kind of visualize it as a radio ad, but also you were thinking about it on stage. Like, if you were to format it for the screen, it would be interesting to play with the idea of like, do you film it? in an actual office or do you film it as in like a radio studio where they're recording this commercial and then you could have like the guy playing John be like, God, that was terrible. I can't believe we're going to air this or I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know if you need that extra framing or not, but it's just something that. No, that's an idea. Even if you I'm didn't do it. that, like filming it as them doing the commercial might be interesting. I don't know. It's sad, but I almost wouldn't mind seeing a heartbroken wife. <laughs> like, why are you doing this to us? What have you done? I don't know if that's... Not the guys at the office are so cool. <laughs> you, I thought you'd understand. Just to give it more. Just to make it a little longer. Yeah. Give some more to play off of. That's fair. I didn't want to make it too long. I mean, I was still kind of unsure about how we were going to use it. I didn't want to make it too long because usually like a minute and a half for a radio ad mm-hmm. is pretty standard. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good yeah. length. I think it's you use the I think you could you could fill this out if you wanted to. There's a lot of space mm-hmm. you could explore, but what you have in the length that you decided on is the right stuff. Okay. I And I really like the approach to like Having John just like say the writer's voice uh, to like say what we're all thinking. Hmm. <laughs> I would love to hear like an outtake from the VO, uh, like especially on that last line, like uh, and naive, fresh out of high school. Oh, what? What is this product? Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Like anytime you can comment on any of that stuff, like the way John does just in the way he describes his issue, I think that's a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Immediately, the producer comes in like, what are you recording in here? 
<laughs> they immediately play a, a apology radio ad. <laughs> Did you just hear something terrible on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be fun if it was like, and now back to Christian Rock 105.7 or whatever. You know? <laughs> That's really good. Like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong crowd. Now back to our interview with Barack Obama and Terry Gross. <laughs> uh, those are both great ideas. I love that. Dope, y'all. Any other ideas for this, punch-ups? Cool. This is super fun, Drew. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. But I love my wife like the loser I am. What am I going to do? Thanks. So we have one more sketch today. The next sketch is Stuck in the Muck by Harrison. <laughs> Playing Randy is Tyler Chick. Daniel will be played by Keith, and Buford will be played by John Thompson. Exterior farmland day. A common ranch hand, Randy, is buried in the ground up to his chest with his arms out of the ground. His shirt is tucked into the ground, but the bottom of his vest is still out of the ground. Oh, top. Mm-hmm. Randy sits there humming the tune a while. A big ranch man, Daniel, comes a strolling over in from frame right. All right, Randy, quit farming around. The roundup time. Daniel starts walking out of the frame. I'm stuck in the muck. What's that, Randy? I'm stuck in the muck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the muck. <sighs> God damn it, Randy. This ain't no time for your damn sing-song rhyming games. Roundup season. Never a minute counts out there. Get your ass out the dirt. The muck. The muck? It ain't dirt I'm stuck in, Daniel. I'm stuck in the muck. Daniel pauses and gets a self-rolled cigarette out of his pocket. Sticks the whole thing in his mouth, then lights it. Now, Randy... You know if you don't get your ass out that there muck, there ain't gonna be no chewing gum with the old Randy stock and come crimps. Not Crimbus. I'm stuck in the muck. No Crimbus, no Sandy, no Candy. I ain't been naughty. I'm stuck in the muck. I didn't say you was getting cold. Cold is what happened when you've been naughty. I'm saying no Crimbus for Randy at all. It's goddamn roundup season. Every second counts. No eggnog delights for my wife Bernice come Crimbus, Randy. You hear? Randy really struggles to get out of the muck for a while. He really pushes down on the ground with his hands. Daniel, I'm stuck in the muck. Daniel takes a little stroll around Randy, stomping on the ground all around him. He gets down and inspects the dirt and lets it run through his fingers. Daniel gets up real close to Randy and looks him in the eye. He gets out another hand-rolled cigarette and he gives it to Randy. Randy puts it in his mouth to wet it and then lights it. You know what time of year it is, Randy? (laughs) Do I have a calendar? I'm stuck in the muck, Daniel. It's roundup season, Randy. Goddamn roundup season. It's the time of year when we go get all them cows, brand them up, and make the old ones into meat. We ain't got all year to ride our horses around the ranch bringing in the cows. We got these here 28 days to do that. Daniel, 
Randy takes a long pause like he's thinking. <sighs> I'm stuck in the muck. When courting time come, and sweet Miss Marie Callender come to the ranch calling on you, I'ma just tell you unavailable. I'ma tell Miss Callender you got chores to do. Randy starts to cry and he makes little crying noises. All them delicious pies and casseroles she makes you gonna be feeding my cows that I done rounded up without your help. <laughs> Miss Marie gonna be finding another cowboy to sing her some sweet songs in exchange for pies and casseroles this courting season, Randy. You mark me. Randy flails around and cries a bunch. He tries to get out of the muck as hard as he can. <laughs> Miss Marie! Randy keeps trying to get out, then realizes it's no use. He goes limp and smokes a cigarette some more. I'm stuck in the muck. Daniel sits down next to Randy. I just keep your vest out, fuck. Randy looks at Daniel and wipes his tears. He starts to answer, then looks down. The other cowboys put you in the muck again, Randy. Randy looks down more. They all go over to your sleeping area and take you while you were sleeping because you're such a heavy sleeper and bring you down here to a hole they dug and bury you in such a way that you look silly with your vest out. Then you woke up and you were all stuck in the muck with your vest hanging out so it looked like you were sinking down in the muck and your biggest care about sinking was your vanity so you kept your vest out of the muck while you were sinking. Is that what happened, Randy? We track back from the close-up. Daniel said all that in to reveal that he is also stuck in the muck now, too. No. I just got stuck in the muck this way. Daniel's vest is out of the muck, too. Oh my goodness. This muck don't accept vests. Another cowboy, Buford, enters frame right. It's roundup time, boys! Get out the muck! So, uh, where did this, where did you get the idea for this, Harrison? Uh, I really just wanted to write a sketch where someone said the same, basically just the same phrase, like a character only said one thing, and Randy says more than I'm stuck in the muck, but basically only says I'm stuck in the muck. So yeah, that was, that was mostly it, Drew, it was just, uh, trying to write a sketch I forget I was like doing something with, I was like doing a bit with somebody in real life. Uh, and this, this idea of being stuck in the ground came up and I was like, that's what, I want that to be my one line sketch. <coughs> um, there you go. Uh, and yeah, I think the original conception of it was very much just like the repeating of stuck in the muck would be the humor. And then I found so much, I love this time period and I love cowboy culture. I don't, I mean, love is the wrong word. I don't, I don't mean that. I think it's silly uh, is what I mean. Uh, I think the, the depiction of it we have from media is very funny, which is, so when I got, it, when I found out it was in that time and then like Daniel sort of got fleshed out, it, it became a different sketch than I wanted it to be, but. I think it still works really well. I really like how you write up top. The first thing you hear Andy says is you rendered the, the dialect so it says atop a biscotti, 
and mm. singing it with those words is so funny to me. <laughs> like an adult saying it <laughs> with those words. And, yeah, and it really sets uh, up the accent, too. Adults earnestly sing kids' songs. Uh, I did this to John earlier this week. I did a running bit on a, on a call we were on where I had... Uh, Take me out to the ball game stuck in my head uh, as a bit I was doing, but um, yeah, I love I love adults with kids songs stuck in their head. Mm. That's great. I don't know if it was it was just me, and I know this is cowboy times, but I I, I definitely got some like some like of mice and men feels from this. I kind of just want to see all of Randy's lineage get stuck just throughout time. <laughs> through all the decades right stuck in the mug like, mm-hmm. you got stuck in the muck like your great 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 granddaddy stuck in the muck and like nom muck is like people use that word to describe nom all the time and I love that uh. <laughs> I like that there's like other ways that they're both kind of childlike too because they both they both smoke hand-rolled cigarettes but they also are excited about chewing gum and candy for christmas (laughs) so (laughs) and santa claus coming so (laughs) it's just like they are just very like innocent in certain ways i think the best way i can describe it is that randy's a ranch hand and daniel's a ranch man (laughs) (laughs) Mm. it does say that yeah (laughs) like like hidden valley or the big ranch man. Mm. I do always appreciate your stage directions, uh, Harrison. Oh, thanks. They're always lighthearted. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think this is an issue with me sometimes where I will, uh, I'll choose funny stage directions over clear ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good to know you got it. No, they were all clear to me. Thank you. I personally love the way you read them, like super sincere. Like, oh. like you really care about these characters. <laughs> like, I think there was, uh, uh, Randy really struggles. Like, you really put it in there. He really struggles to get out of the muck for a while. Like, it's a children's book. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ain't been naughty. I'm stuck in the muck. Thank you, everybody, for participating, for sending stuff in and just having fun with us. Uh, To our writers, if there's anything you'd like to plug, um, you know, any personal projects or your socials or whatever, uh, you can do that. Just my socials. You can follow me pretty much anywhere at Fat Mommy Lover on Twitter, Instagram. It's all the same. I love it. Wow. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> That's <Cool>. it. <laughs> uh, Tyler, you want to plug anything? You got anything you want to plug? Uh, for right now, I'll just say you can usually follow me at Tyler Chick, or sometimes it's at Silo Gates. Uh, but Twitter is probably where you're most likely to look for me. So at Tyler Chick. Uh, I'm John Thompson. I'm plugging the social network uh the 2010 <laughs> david fincher film it's really good um yeah the soundtrack's great 
performances are off the chart. You get a Rashida Jones in there a little bit. Great. All right, that's all for us tonight. Thank you to all the writers, actors, and to the Jeff Powers for that musical intro. And most especially to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show, check out patreon.com slash sketchy sketch show. And if you'd like to submit a sketch, email sketchysketchpod at gmail.com and we'll read your sketch and let you know if it's been selected for the show. So be sure to include your contact info in that email and we'll reach out to you. Keep in mind that all these artistic works are the property of the writers, so don't steal their great ideas, okay? And if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. And you can always support the show by following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, or just giving us a five-star review on the various internets. Until next week, live, laugh, love, bitches.